It's April 27th, 2016, and welcome to another edition of Bite Marks Cafe, where we serve you the first bite of today's science and technology. I'm Bert Lum. And I'm Rand Ozawa. To kick off today's show, we're going to hear about a couple of upcoming events. Luke Tucker joins us from Accelerate UH, and he's here to tell us about an upcoming Startup 101 Boot Camp. Then Ann Park from the UH Office of Technology Transfer and Economic Development, or OTED, will tell us about next week's UH Tech Showcase. And finally, we'll learn about the entrepreneurship program over at the uh, Community Colleges with Shana Travon. And George Yarbrough, and of course, Peter Quigley. We always welcome your comments and questions as part of that conversation. You can contact us by calling in, sending us a tweet after the break. Now, there's a couple things happening tonight, right? And there's a Wetware Wednesday yes. event. Mm-hmm. And that's happening. What, what, what's the feature uh, topic of tonight's Wetware? All right. So the monthly networking mixer for software developers and their fans is at Medici's at Manoa Marketplace. Right after the show, it'll be focused on IBM's Watson, their uh, artificial intelligence or cognitive computing platform, which mm-hmm. is increasingly open to any developer to try to tap that kind of really huge you know, brain power basically to process very varying. So, kinds of so data. I take it what people in Hawaii can actually access the resources that Watson provides. Maybe there's a, I think there's an API, right? That yes, Watson puts there's up. an open API. Oh. So there will be representative from uh, IBM there to talk about it if you're into that sort of thing. So if you're stuck in traffic and you thought maybe I'm going to stay in town today, so mm-hmm. one of the two events you can stay in okay. town for is the uh, Wetware Wednesday up at Manoa Marketplace. And what was the uh, second one? I think there's uh, something happening with Blue Startups. That's right. Blue Startups just started its seven cohort last week, um, several companies in this latest group, and you're going to be able to go and meet these new companies and hear their pitches, what it is that they're going to try to change the world with. Mm -hmm. So that'll be at the Blue Startups office at 55... uh, Merchant Street in the Harbor Court building mm-hmm. on the 17th floor. Again, something worth perhaps staying in town for if you're in the science, tech, or startup scene. Yeah, so one or those other uh, or the other. I mean, it's a very worthwhile uh, events to check out tonight. But listen to the show. And if you have to go right now, take your radio. Right. right? Keep okay. listening. Well, first up is uh, Luke Tucker. He's from Accelerate UH, and he is here to tell, up, tell us about the upcoming Startup 101 Boot Camp. Welcome to the show, Luke. Thank you, guys. So the uh, Startup 101, what's, what's going to be covered in the Startup 101? Well, Bert, you should show up. You know, you're going to get all the basics of what you need to run a startup condensed in a um, three- to four-hour period. I saw the time food. frame. It was pretty tight. It is pretty tight. So we've done uh, different boot camps for, uh, for Pace before with their business plan competition. Um, you know, we usually split those up. But um, typically – how's that? Typically um, – even that is not enough time. So what we do is we're going to really condense it down so it's not going to be too much material. There will be a lot of um, takeaways, mm-hmm. so in terms of homework, because I think any entrepreneur, you're going to have to work hard. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, you're going to have to take that time outside of it. So the proof is in the pudding. We're going to give you some, uh, some basic principles. We're going to give you some frameworks, which have worked for many, many other people and which we utilize in our programs for the Accelerator. And um, so starting from using a business model canvas, lean startup methodology, how do you start? What's a good idea? How do you validate in the market? What's a good customer interview look like? How do I actually start building and fit that one in with my customer segments, channels, distribution, revenue? Yeah. We'll cover the the right side of the canvas, which anybody that knows kind of that, you know, we're focusing on the very earlier stages. Uh-huh. So what kind of uh, perhaps working examples from 
from in the field, from Accelerate's UH um, ongoing uh, program for startups and helping them develop and giving them mentorship. I mean, apart from, in addition to the, the business model canvas, which is something that I've only recently become uh, more and more familiar with, uh, what are some of the experiences or maybe even stories that will be told at this boot camp that come from real life? Well, we use a lot of um, personal anecdotes and stories, so I guess it depends on who's speaking. Sure, sure. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I think we all draw best from our own uh, past experiences. So, you know, if Melly's uh, giving part of the lecture, she can talk about her experience in Silicon Valley and launching, you know, the number one wine app on the App Store in Nervino, and then also, you know, some of the failures that were involved with that. Uh, we do bring up the big big stories as well. So you're looking at um, just for relevancy, you know, oh, one of the examples I walked through actually is Facebook. So we build out Facebook's business model canvas throughout the presentation. So mm-hmm. we start with, this is what their value prep was. This is what their customer segments were. Hey, you got different customer segments. You, if you're not paying for this product, you're actually the product being sold. Hey, what a concept, right? Mm -hmm. You know how Facebook actually runs our business. So we use really uh, basic examples so that it is one-on-one, right, that we want to kind of get across to all different levels. So do you help lay out what the canvas is even before getting into an example of the canvas? Exactly. So what we've done in the past is usually everybody has an idea, right? And if not, they're like, you know, get with someone that does have one Mm -hmm. and just take this as an exercise in a microcosm of an entrepreneurship. Think like you're going to run this business. We give them a piece of paper with post-it notes and all these different colored post-it notes. And we say, fill out the business model canvas. There's little cliff notes and cheat sheet for you. So you know which sections are. Mm -hmm. We'll give you like, here, do this section first, do the second, third, fourth, and go on through the nine. And then we let them do it. And then after that, we do a postmortem. We say, we put them up on the wall. We'll talk about the different ideas. Hey, this is where you might have put this in the wrong section, but this is where you thought about it really well. Mm -hmm. So is uh, having a startup idea or a business idea a prerequisite for participating, or are you really focused just on the process? Absolutely not. Okay. Yeah. So I guess that's the fastest way I can say. You don't need to have to have an idea. I think most people that do end up coming usually have one. Mm -hmm. And like I said, if if you come with uh, maybe your friend drug you along – then you know, show up and you can uh, still participate and you'll have fun. I guarantee it. What kind of people are you hoping to have come to the 101? Are they people in downtown? Are you looking for students? Are you looking for just maybe people that have ideas for small businesses? What are you looking for? Sure. Um, if I was to kind of identify our, our prime you know, customer demographic here, um, it is going to be those that have or are looking to start in the near future a company. Uh, or are in a role within a company where they're trying something new. So I think it's not not to be exclusionary because I th- – so coming from a banking background, right? I worked at the awesome Central Pacific Bank for seven years, and I could have used this material really early on in my career while I was in an enterprise, while working you know, on different small businesses uh, on the side. So uh, I think not to make it where we want everybody – I think you're going to get the most out of it if you've had some exposure to entrepreneurship, if you're interested in or are starting a business now, or you're in a, a role within a company that they're going to value that creative thinking and the, some of the entrepreneurial mindset that mm-hmm. you can walk away with a framework and tool set to bring to your organization. Mm-hmm. Now, this is an event coming up on a Saturday. It's, is it too early for you to preview? You mentioned Melly, but you never know. I mean, do you have any idea who would be some of the people you would be bringing aboard or hope to be bringing aboard to share some of those experiences? Sure. So it'll predominantly be our team leading the um, the in- material. Okay. So uh, myself, Melly, Omar Tark, and uh, our associate Kate, 
Mm -hmm. uh, would be the uh, the instructors. Uh, we might have a uh, you know surprise guest for whether it's a co uh, one of our past cohort companies. Uh, so they'll have to show up to find out. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, all the people that you had just mentioned, they are accelerate accelerate UH as well as a uh, 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 Sultan Ventures. Correct. Okay. And uh, how often are you offering this uh, one hundred and one? Well, that's a great question. Uh, we'd like to do a lot more, mm -hmm. to be honest. And we recently got the uh, uh, grant for uh, Economic Development Association to do more things in the Outer Islands. So oh, we're doing one in Maui, not to talk about two different events, but sure. we're actually doing one in Maui. We have listeners on Maui. Oh, yeah. So when, well. when, feel free to let us know about that one right now. Yeah. Um, well, I'm trying to remember the dates. So <laughs> okay. I, I don't want to misspeak, but uh, I believe it's not next week, but the week after even. So that soon, second week of May. Well, if you remember, right um, you know, email me some of the details and I'll okay. put it up on our show notes uh, later on tonight. Hey. Yeah, we'll do. Okay. Uh, so tell, tell us where, when, and... Uh, uh, sure. So all the, the rich details you need to know, it is at Sultimenture slash Accelerate UH headquarters at 900 Fort Street Mall in Suite 1888 with beautiful views of downtown Honolulu and Aloha Tower. That's uh, right off of Fort Street Mall. Um, it's going to be on a Saturday, so mm -hmm. free parking at Walmart, just so you know. You don't Ooh. have to worry about parking. Uh, or you can find it on Merchant Street, and it's going to be from... 9 a.m. to noon, there will be snacks and, and refreshments provided. So show up with your thinking caps on, and they can register. Uh, either go to our website, and they can find a link, or just go to eventbrite.com mm -hmm. and search, you know, Start at Bootcamp 101 Hawaii, mm -hmm. and you'll see us come right up there. It is free, free. for UH-associated individuals, whether you're alumni, faculty, Now, how do you student. prove that? How do you prove that? Well, we're kind of going more on the honor code. Honor code. I love, I love honor code. Uh, but, you know, we'll, we'll look you up and, uh, you know, you can find, bring your transcript if you have. Or <laughs> yeah. we'll look up on your, your, the interweb somewhere, Twitter, LinkedIn, uh, whatnot. You know, I, I don't that's think right, that's really something I, I, we've thought too much about. But, you know, hey, if you're a UH, um, UH community member, then it's free for you. Otherwise, uh, it is $50. Fantastic. Okay. And I do want to chime in, though, because I was able to quickly Google because uh, you're so good at giving information. So the Maui event is in preparation for Startup Weekend Maui. That'll be from May 13th through the 15th with the Maui Economic Development Board. So it is there that there will be an additional business model canvas and lean startup overview through Accelerate UH and Sultan Ventures. And uh, we will have links to both of those events on our show notes at bitemarkscafe.org. Well, thanks, Luke, for joining us. Thank you, guys. And, of course, next up, we'll want to welcome Anne Park from the UH Office of Technology Transfer and Economic Development. And she's here to tell us about the upcoming UH Tech Showcase. Welcome to the show, Anne. Thank you. Thanks for having us and giving us the opportunity to talk about our upcoming event. Now, Anne, um, there is actually a relationship between the Office of Technology Transfer and Economic Development. There and is. Accelerate UH and Sultan Ventures for, for those who are unaware. How did we, what, what constitutes the theme we have here? Well, we're both University of Hawaii Associated programs. Mm -hmm. We're both focused on encouraging entrepreneurship, technology commercialization um, out of the university. And so we've worked together closely over the past couple of years to try and identify uh, business opportunities that stem from uh, UH innovations, whether from students or our faculty, and providing the tools necessary for them to um, delve into the startup or um, business commercialization type opportunities. Mm -hmm. 
And where, I guess, are you actively going out there and seeking some of these, let's say, intellectual properties or, or projects with the, uh, let's say, UH uh, faculty community? Or are they coming to you and sharing what they have to you? It's actually both. Mm-hmm. We have staff who are going out on regular basis to uh, walk the halls, to meet with faculty and research groups, to try to understand what they're doing, to try to have a conversation about commercial opportunities, how their technologies could solve a real-world problem. And we're also having faculty and researchers contact us when mm-hmm. they come up with an idea to come and um, have a discussion about what can they do with this idea? How can they get patent protection? How can they get our assistance to try to license it or find other ways to get it out into the marketplace? Mm-hmm. And you've been doing this uh, tech showcase. I know it's been around for a while. There, there was a little bit of a hiatus, and then uh, it, can, it came back in 2016. This is the second one this year, right? Um, actually... Um, I think this is the first one for this year, this calendar year. Mm. Um, but we're hoping to maybe do it on a more regular basis, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully twice a year. This event did actually start out in 2002. Wow. So many years ago. Uh, we did have a short hiatus when we were going through a reorganization. But we've always um, wanted to continue the event because it's it's produced a lot of good results in terms of getting people in the community aware of um, innovative research and um, discoveries being made at the University mm-hmm, of Hawaii. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember, I think, uh, I, you know, my, my time is sort of like uh, distorted because I remember Jason Lee was talking about his uh, uh, program, and that was probably like late last year. So, uh, yeah, it was probably, this is probably the first one. So um, w- can you give us a little clue as to what might be talked about at this uh, tech showcase? Right, so the the Spring Tech Showcase is going to be held next week, Thursday, May 5th, um, at the um, Accelerate UH facilities, their business offices downtown, and we're going to be having four presentations. Three are going to be by either university researchers or a company that's uh, taken university research and turned it into a company and is actually building product. Mm-hmm. And the fourth presentation is going to be by the recent um, either winner or one of the finalists of the UH Business P- Plan competition that just happened and culminated last night. Wow, great. Right. And and uh, are you uh, <clears throat> looking at, in terms of the audience that you have, are you looking at perhaps investors? Are you looking at, what do you, what do you want people to take away from this presentation? Well, the reason for this event is to inform the local community, including the business community, about innovative research and scientific discoveries being made at the University of Hawaii that has commercial applications. Mm -hmm. And so we'd like to invite people from the legal profession, the investment community, entrepreneurs, anyone interested in technical um, discoveries being made at the university and coming to hear about great breakthroughs mm-hmm. that have been made there. Yeah, I know at previous events, investors were certainly one of the audiences there, but I think any member of the community wants to know 
what the university has been doing and what some of its strengths are, it's a great event. I very recently went to the accepted students reception for seniors potentially going into UH Manoa. My daughter was accepted, still considering. Um, but when we were sitting in this reception and they showed a video and they, of course they have these highlights of all the great things about UAH and there's athletics in there. But I would say more than half of the specific vignettes and segments were about UH research, about technology and cutting edge things that they're doing. And I think that's certainly something that deserves a wider audience. Yes, definitely. University researchers and faculty have made advancements in all in many different areas that we are just looking to highlight in a, a small way through this event. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, do you see, uh, uh, let's say, uh, if attorneys attend, do you want to see some partnerships perhaps occur or maybe some... Um, they're going to make a deal right there. A deal or, or maybe a, I don't know, I think they don't need mentorship because, you know, they got to accelerate UH or any of the other uh, programs that they go to. But uh, what would be ideally in terms of any kind of matchups, what would you consider a success? We would hopefully like to facilitate, first of all, a discussion between mm-hmm. the researchers and anyone interested in their research, whether they're an investor, they are from a business from a tech company that's maybe looking for new ideas, um, for um, those from the legal profession who may be able to assist in terms of uh, patenting strategy Mm -hmm, or licensing mm -hmm. strategy. So basically just to initiate the discussion with entrepreneurs, investors, uh, tech companies, anyone who can um, maybe uh, give guidance on maybe next steps. Very good. So where and when and how can people sign up? So the event, again, is being held next week, Thursday, May 5th, in mm-hmm. the morning from 7.45 to 10 a.m. at the offices of Accelerate UH, which is in Pioneer Plaza. And they can... 1880, right? Is that right? 900, I think. 900 4th Street Mall. On the 18th floor? Suite 1888. And we have information on our website at hawaii.edu slash research. On the right side of the page, there is an event button that has more information on the event and all of the speakers. And they can RSVP to our office email address at O-T-T-E-D, that's O-T-E-D, at hawaii.edu. Fantastic. Very good. Are you the recipient of that email? No, I am not. Oh, okay, okay. I just wondered because... uh, Well, people might be inspired to send all notes of affection and admiration. We just want to make sure. (laughs) Okay, okay. okay. Well, thanks, Anne, for joining us. Thank you. Great to be here. (laughs) And we will, of course, take a short break. And when we return, we'll be joined by Shauna Travena, George Yarbrough, and Peter Quigley to talk about entrepreneurship. Yes, how are strategies for workforce development being implemented in community colleges? Of course, we'd love to hear your thoughts or questions. You can join the conversation by calling 941-3689 or toll-free from the neighbor islands at 877-941-3689. And, of course, we're live here in a studio monitoring Twitter at ByteMarks or at Hawaii. This is ByteMarks Cafe. All right, so here's a question. Who is to blame for the political and economic mess that Europe finds itself in? I'd never indulge in moralizing and pointing fingers and saying it's the, the Germans' fault, the French fault. All of them are in it together. I'm Kai Rizdal, Yanis Varoufakis, formerly known as the finance minister of Greece, next time on Marketplace. This evening at 6, following Bitemark's Cafe. Cafe. 
The prevalence of people suffering from allergies has more than doubled in the last 50 years. There hasn't been that much of a change in our genes in the last 50 years to explain that. So there must be some interplay between changes in environment to result in the increased incidence of of allergic disease. I'm Sarah McConnell. Join me for With Good Reason, Thursdays at 6.30 on Hawaii Public Radio. Support for Bite Marks Cafe comes from the HPR Local Talk Show Fund, whose contributors help Hawaii Public Radio sustain and grow its locally produced talk show programming. Mahalo to the St. Andrews Schools, which includes the Priory School for Girls, the Prep for Boys, and Queen Emma Preschool. Welcome back to Bite Marks Cafe. I'm Bert Lum. And I'm Ryan Ozawa. And joining us today are Shauna Trevena, George Yarbrough, and Peter Quigley. Shauna is the CEO of Smart Sustainability Consulting and co-founder and director of Impact Hub Honolulu. And uh, let's see, and director of the Sustainability Association of Hawaii. And of course, George runs Laulea Engineering and also does operations over at Impact Hub. Peter Quigley, meanwhile, is the Associate Vice President for Academic Affairs for the UH Community Colleges and spearheads workforce development initiatives. And of course, how are career paths supported at the community college level and We'd love to hear your questions and comments regarding that. And, of course, you can call us at 941-3689 on Oahu or 877-941-3689 from the neighbor islands. We want to welcome you all to Bite Marks Cafe. Thanks for having Thanks us. Thanks for having Great us. to be here. Now, Peter, we'll start with you. And, uh, you know, this is kind of something that uh, you started uh, by letting me know that this kind of this cool pro- project is, is going on. Uh, so, Peter, you've been involved with, you know, workforce development and, and, and coming up with quite a bit of interesting programs for the community colleges. And how did uh, how did this one come up and your engagement with the uh, Impact Hub folks? Yeah, sure. The uh, Of course, my experience uh, in this area is, uh, is beyond the workforce initiative associated with the community college. It also started when I was director of the Innovation Initiative mm-hmm. with the previous president under UH. We saw this incredible need to bring in more entrepreneurial energy into the state uh, via the university. And, uh, you know, most of that ends up being focused off the uh, more pure research areas at Manoa, SOAST, et cetera. Uh, but it was clear that our economy really needed this kind of uh, approach. And you see now Accelerate UH and, and all the various other energy accelerators and et cetera you've talked about before. Uh, but, you know, sort of left out of that discussion um, is the community colleges, 30,000 students, uh, 2,000 faculty and staff, a huge, uh, I would say, pool of intellectual capital. These folks have ideas, right? And and so we thought uh, this last uh, Department of Labor grant that came out of the Obama administration, we got the first one, we got the biggest one in the nation, $25 hmm. million, but this last fourth one, uh, it seemed to me a great opportunity for us to plug in to that grant, a little little bit of funding to start up our own entrepreneurial portal so the community college um, community of students, faculty, and staff had access to um, developing their sense of a business or their invention, and they had, uh, you know, were being directly addressed in that way. Yeah, you know, when I saw the uh, press announcement about, you know, the uh, Shauna and George kind of getting involved with the community colleges, I, I thought, well, this is brilliant because you know, we've we've been covering the whole entrepreneurial movement here, and you know, we've seen things happening up at UH, uh, you know, we've seen stuff like uh, Blue Startups and Energy Accelerator, and and uh, like you said, uh, Accelerate UH. But 
not the community colleges. And mm-hmm. so that, like you said, it does address a gap that hasn't been really yeah. addressed. And, and we've got so many innovative and creative uh, people in our you know, student body as well as faculty and staff, incredible amount of experiences. You know, a lot of our strategic goals in the community co- colleges around is expanding STEM graduates and STEM programs. So we're, we're face down in the tech science piece. Mm-hmm. But, of course, we have culinary, and we build a very innovative model home in the Big Island. And we've got cybersecurity, which was part of this grant as well, mm. and healthcare. So all across the board, you have all kinds of uh, fields represented and, and brilliant folks working in these fields and brilliant folks learning in these fields. And you know... We know about people who invent things in garages. You know, I mean, these folks, given the opportunity, will bring new businesses and new opportunities to Hawaii, creating more jobs, new jobs, new wealth, and new tax revenues for mm-hmm. those that are interested in that as well. So we, we need that growth in the state to make sure we keep smart people coming to us and we create smart people who stay with us and people who don't feel like they have to leave. Mm-hmm. Well, Peter, you know, and we've we've frequently talked about a lot of uh, great programs at the community colleges. One that we've we featured periodically is PCAT and their networking and, and other related kind of technology programs over at Honolulu Community College, for example. When you talk about this new grant, and these new opportunities, you mentioned culinary as one, you know, channel there, but certainly these I would say almost established legacy uh, um, networking pieces is is part of the big picture as well, right? Yeah, we uh, with Steve Arabach at PCAT, we're going to be a partner with him and his operation. But ultimately, um, you know, I mean, PCAT does a lot of sort of training of folks, Cisco certification, things mm-hmm. of that nature. But you know, f- frankly, uh, recent Chronicle Higher Education uh, survey came out, and and sur- students were surveyed. Eighty six point three percent. It was very important. The most very important reason they were in college, guess what, folks? They want a job, mm-hmm. right? And the the more porous we make that relationship between the educational institutions and the and the world of economy and opportunity and, and risk, uh, the more people will step up and the better we'll all be. Mm-hmm. Now, now, Shana, you, have, you and George have been actually on the mm-hmm. ground, in the field, talking to all the community colleges, kind of getting some direct feedback from them as to what it looks like. Can you give us a sense as to what you've learned so far uh, out there on the field? Sure. Um, Having been in the university system for the last 10 years, I've always been aware as I circulate that there are so many people out there that are interested in everything you can imagine. And so we wanted to first go to each campus and talk to everyone that's teaching entrepreneurship, students, faculty, program leaders, and find out what already exists, Mm -hmm. and then see where the gaps were and see where we could bridge and we could take it to the next level, perhaps, um, and also unite the campuses. Um, So in visiting, we had many people come out. It was fascinating. I found that about 50 percent of the faculty were actually previous serial entrepreneurs that kind of took me aside and they said oh I used to be in music and then I had this whole music business and then I started you know this not the other and got out of it and then got into education and then the other 50% said you know I teach art or fashion or culinary and I fully recognize that my students need entrepreneurial skills to take what they are learning into the workforce so we kind of had that interesting divide show up on every campus Mm -hmm. Um, we also had an incredible interest in um 
taking the student ideas and passion and creativity and giving them some sort of channel that they knew was kind of beyond the classroom. So we heard from a lot of the faculty that they're teaching these skills in you know, economics, marketing, business plan, um, but that students were still craving connecting with real entrepreneurs and their stories and their failures and their lessons so that they didn't have to repeat them. And they wanted to be inspired as well. So we also realized that you know, a program that really links to where the rubber hits the road when they get out there into their market and um, anything that they can learn to keep them ahead of the curve and, and have and avoiding things that could be easily avoided and other things that could take them in directions they had never thought of. So they said, we have these great students with great ideas gaining these skills, but how can you get them into having their own businesses in the world and staying here in Hawaii when they graduate? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, I, uh, for those who aren't familiar, I mean, Impact Hub is an organization previously worked with uh, Proto Hub, a kind of co-working uh, laboratory uh, collaboration space and other related activities, um, but um, perhaps you, uh, George, could bring us up to speed really on what the Impact Hub is and and um, where it is p- poised to go forward. Yeah, okay, great. So the Proto Hub was the prototype for the Impact Hub, right? Mm-hmm. So the co-working, the event space, um, kind of the hub where everyone comes together and shares their wonderful ideas, their creat- creativity, and um, and that was so perfect, in my opinion, and I think Ashana can agree, is that we we will be bringing some of these expertise um, from around the ecosystem and bringing it to this entrepreneurship program, right? Mm-hmm. So that's what the hub is about. Now, we're currently uh, in, a, um, in our second, I guess our 1.5 um, at the Sultan Ventures on the 18th floor. I think we've already mentioned where they are. Yes. 900 Forest Street Mall. They're very popular. Well located. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely. Um, and so we're looking to open up a new space in, in the fall. And what, but I like what you had mentioned, where you're taking your experience in the field, in the community, for example, with the Proto Hub and your interaction with people from a wide range of backgrounds. Um, in addition to uh, what Shana mentioned, interviewing faculty members who were, I like hearing that you know many of them were entrepreneurs on their own. Um, what are some of the things that you had heard as you started to put together this program from perhaps the business side, the private sector side? Yeah, so we took the opportunity to interview a lot of the ecosystem, and we asked questions. You know, what do you think are the gaps in Hawaii's entrepreneur education, um, what would you like to see the role of the university be, and, you know, other, other questions as well, like um, what's the role of the government? That was a heated topic and a mm-hmm. fun one to be answered. Mm-hmm. But um, some of the gaps that, that we heard were we want a, um, a program f- that pump out entrepreneurs, young entrepreneurs, and actually entrepreneurs of all ages that have a basic understanding of what it takes to run their own business. And we, it's important to, to note the soft skills of this, right? So they want entrepreneurs who can code, but they want entrepreneurs who can communicate, who can work with a team, who have that passion, that grit, and just the ability to just you know, go through what it takes to create your own business. There's highs and there's lows. And so you need someone to be able to weather that storm. Mm-hmm. Now, as you take this sort of interaction, question and answer uh, opportunity to each of the community colleges. You go to Honolulu Community College, Kapiolani Community College, Windward Community College, you know, also the Neighbor Island Community College. I mean, each one has sort of a, uh, a strength. Let's say Leeward Community College, you know, they have, uh, um, I think there's a lot of uh, technology that I think they're leveraging out at, at Leeward. Mm-hmm. Over at KCC, you know, they have the culinary uh, Windward has has uh, a lot of uh, Native Hawaiian kind of uh, classes. I mean, what have what have you seen as being one of the community colleges that has a focus on, let's say, entrepreneurship? 
Well, one of the one, one of the ones that um, we see that agriculture and food is actually really popular in all of the community colleges, mm-hmm. and there's actually really wonderful ideas coming out from faculty, staff, and students. The Maui Community College has the food incubator program, which is pretty cool. And um, we just actually just met with Susan Winch, who's the director of that. Um, and so they're they're actually going through the first cohort, I, I believe. And they're taking 24 students through this, this uh, incubator program where they teach them the boot camp version of being an entrepreneur and then putting them out into the field and so they can get investment afterwards. And so they have some really cool ideas about food, packaging food, and, and, and cooking as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, Peter, can you tell me a little bit about how this interaction came together, how the community college program and Impact Hub found that this collaboration was a great me- uh, merging of talents? Right. So uh, thanks, Ryan. Actually, in the previous uh, Department of Labor grant, I had written in a larger vision, which included us connecting to PACE and Susan Yamada and her work, as well as a more system-wide approach. But uh, we weren't successful in round three, but in round four, I put in a more modest uh, ask for what I thought might have been a planning effort. And yet, I also, at the same time, uh, was lucky enough to tour uh, Shauna and George's facility and see what they were doing at the ground level. And I thought, why plan when we could just do? And so mm-hmm. they've got something that's at scale now, and uh, and it, it just seemed like a perfect fit. To, and they're so good with uh, meeting people at, on the ground where those folks are. And Shauna and I have worked uh, previously on some sustainability projects in the community colleges, and I knew she knew the system and worked well with folks. So it just seemed like a natural fit. So we'd have, instead of planning to do something, mm-hmm. which we unfortunately do too often. Um, <laughs> let's plan to plan. Let's plan to plan and have a committee about that. Um, <laughs> and then maybe have a committee on the committee. But uh, this, was a, this was a scaled up startup. Let's do it now. Uh, we don't have time to wait. Uh, you know, the, uh, the economic needs of the state are huge. We, uh, it, and actually, the, the, one, of the, one of the moments that, really this 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 opportunity gave rise to solve is you know four or five years ago when I was first starting on the innovation initiative with uh, the previous system president I, w- I was lucky enough to go after hours at Oceanet uh, they were having after hours meeting with young entrepreneurs mm-hmm. that were you know a lot of them moved over and they're looking for where's the environment where's the inspiration where's my place I can go to talk about uh, how to make it and why and, and I want others to to grab onto. And you can see in your previous guests and whatnot, we've got a lot deployed. Um, but we we need to keep those people and attract those people here. So mm. this was a perfect fit. We aren't planning. We're doing it. And we're, we're going to launch it. And they can tell you, uh, George and, and uh, Shauna can tell you when they're going to launch this first cohort. So we're not planning. Right. We're, we're doing. doing. Well, no, P- Peter, before before we get into some of those details, I did want to ask you to share a little bit more on how Georgian mentioned, for example, the neighbor islands. I think something that um, many of us here in Honolulu aren't as familiar with. Can you share a little bit more about how this program and this project will span the entire state? Well, uh, initially, of course, this is a, a small cohort. They're reaching out to everyone. They want to uh, include as many people as they can, but they've got a sort of a limited number of spaces for the first round. But the idea... Ryan is actually to grow this. I mean, we know this is this is not only the future, but it's right now. How do we get people with ideas, and how do we get people who want to have a living? How do we get them quicker um, 
to in the face of what are those actual challenges and how do I get there? How do I get a product to a, a marketable scale? How do I get it to market, et cetera? How do I get investors? So the neighbor islands are going to be included in this conversation. They have, as as Bert was saying, they have strong strengths. You know, I'm very familiar with the model home and on the big island of Hawaii. It's going to be their 50th year, I think, this next year, building a home every year. Now they've got the uh, net zero house that we've been working with them to make sure that's part of the curriculum. You know that there's been uh, interesting new uh, techniques, tools, uh, materials developed uh, in in the process of doing that. So we're going to be reaching out to folks that, that have been doing great work. Um, in, and you mentioned Leeward. Leeward's got great biotech stuff going on. Uh, cybersecurity stuff going on is in Kapilani with uh, culinary mm-hmm. um, and uh, Windward with uh, agriculture and pharmacology. So the, the, the strengths and the, and, and the developed strengths uh, system-wide in the community colleges are, are one of our best-kept secrets, mm-hmm. unfortunately, but, but they're there. So we're, we're – and, and both George and Sean have already shown that they're – they're uh, making a valiant effort to reach out, and it's important to make sure we tap into that uh, that uh, brain pool that exists throughout the system. Now, now, Shana, um, when you go out to a community college, I mean, a lot of them have the traditional classes, whether it's a business class or an economic class and a marketing class, and so you know the kids are going through some exposure to business. When you start to think about incorporating entrepreneurship, what comes to mind? What is it that, I know you guys touched on what they are expressing interest in, but how would you um, now sort of put that into a framework of a, a, co- a class? Mm-hmm. And then maybe once we get into it, I mean, I, I'm kind of curious, this cohort, what are they going to start <laughs> going through? But, but talk about the class. What would, mm-hmm. what would be a structure of a class that they could now participate in? Mm-hmm. We're going to have a six-week program, and it's going to be in the UH Summer Session 2, which is from um, July 5th until August 12th. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So um, they're going to be meeting one time a week, and we're going to be doing uh, this pedagogy, which is a form of teaching that's called a flipped classroom, meaning that we give them the education outside of meeting, and then when we get together we just do 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 experience try experiment fail learn talk you know move all of those things so the we want to make the pre-homework as you may think of it as i'm um, really a digestible so we're going to be actually interviewing tons of entrepreneurs um and and leaders in the startup ecosystem here in hawaii plus in a few places on the mainland and putting those into podcasts and you know uh, mm. you know video casts so that students will have you know maybe an hour of things to listen to before they come but it's going to be really fascinating it's going to be you know your business you could have been a nonprofit or a business why did you pick the business route and get a few answers on that. Um, you don't have a board at all for your business. Why not? Did you ever try it? What failed? These types of things where they can really digest a bunch of different perspectives on a topic so that when we show up and we talk about should your company have a board or what kind of structure should you have, they already have those answers. Mm-hmm. And we get to actually in that um, time together dive deep and get the answers for each of their businesses. So by the time we finish the day together, they've got it done. They've mm-hmm. registered it. They've filled it out. They've got it, you know the, the pitch deck completed. They have some sort of solid, concrete deliverable walking away. So we found that the campuses are really doing well with teaching marketing and teaching accounting and teaching these skills and creating business plans. We're creating like the very tight, um, minimal products that they need, minimal tools they need to make sure that their business completely can go to the next level. Wow, that's great. We had, oh, go ahead. If I could just add, I mean, part of that next level, I mean, I I saw this in San Diego. We have some of this in um, with Susan Yamada's uh, program at UH. 
But as this, as the concentric circle of interested parties form around the activities Shauna was talking about, you get, you get business folks that become uh, coaches, and you get venture capitalists, at very, you know, angel capital. You get various levels of capital who begin to listen in on, on uh, products or inventions or businesses as they emerge. Not only to coach, but also to accelerate uh, uh, at various levels. So we'd like to see the community colleges. Uh, uh, have the same access to a full sort of startup laddering uh, uh, set of projects, not just to learn about and talk about. That's where we're starting now and push on them a little bit about uh, product evolution and product creation and launching out into the economy, but also, uh, you know, making sure we have a way to find folks that are willing to invest and uh, time and resources Mm -hmm. in, in, uh, you know, new ways forward. You know, we I, I want to talk a little bit about the uh, the, the cohort, and, and you know, July fifth isn't that far away, uh, but we want to hold that thought. We'll be right back after this short break to continue our conversation with Shauna Trevetta, George Yarbrough, Peter Quigley, and all about the entrepreneurship program over at the community colleges. And again, we'd love to hear from you as well. In fact, I think there might be an opportunity to hashtag us and share an idea Ooh, wow. that uh, we want to put out there. But you can also give us a call at 941-3689 or reach us from the neighbor islands at 877-941-3689. This is Bite Marks Cafe. Hi. This is Ray Cruz inviting you to join me tonight from 8 to 10 for Latin Beat. I'll be playing classic Afro-Cuban Latin jazz, Latin Big Band classics, and share the latest releases in Latin jazz. That's Latin Beat tonight from 8 to 10 here on HBR2, member-supported Hawaii Public Radio. See you tonight. Each week, New Dimensions explores the social, political, scientific, environmental, and spiritual frontiers with some of today's foremost social innovators, thinkers, scientists, and creative artists. Hi, I'm Lupa, author of Nature's Spirituality from the Ground Up, Connect with Totems in Your Ecosystem. Next time on New Dimensions, I'll be talking about rejoining the community of nature. Sunday morning at 11. Support for Bite Marks Cafe comes from the HPR Local Talk Show Fund, which helps Hawaii Public Radio sustain and grow its locally produced talk show programming. Mahalo to contributors Whole Foods Market Hawaii, Ulupono Initiative, and Hawaii Pacific University. Welcome back. This is Bite Marks Cafe. I'm Bert Lum. And I'm Ryan Ozawa. And we're talking to Shanna Trevana, George Yarbrough, and Peter Quigley about creating pathways to entrepreneurship at the community colleges. And, of course, you can give us a call. That number is 941-3689 on Oahu or 877-941-3689 from the neighbor islands. And right before the break, we were talking about uh, these cohorts. And the program that Shana was just talking about is starting up in July 5th and as you go to the different community colleges and start to look at what might be out there, what are you looking for in these cohorts, and, and when can they actually start signing up? Sure. We're going to be sending out the call for applicants next week, and then it'll be due in June 1st, and we'll make the decisions within 10 days from then. Mm-hmm. Um, th- what we've determined we're really looking for is someone with an idea. It doesn't have to be well-developed yet, but just something that um, they're passionate about. So it's another big thing that we have heard from all the campuses is that we should really um, screen for passion, someone that can take the program all the way through. And the other thing that came up on every single campus was this incredible desire for their students to learn the beautiful culture of risk-taking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
And when I say the beautiful culture of risk-taking, usually risk is associated with don't do it. And in entrepreneurship, it's risk is um, learning, it's lessons. And there is no failure. There's only what did you learn? And I've seen entrepreneurial um sort of like they're linked in. Uh, I've seen them actually list, here's my exits, here's my failures, here's where I'm at now. And that's how valuable it is as a currency um, in the entrepreneurial world. So teaching that kind of culture so that by the time they come out of the program, not only do they have um, all of these hard skills in place and a business registered and their plan and their pitch deck all ready to go and everything all developed, but they have the shared language of entrepreneurship. So all these words that float around mm -hmm. um, are all familiar and they know how to use them. They know what they mean. They know what they're being asked. And they also know that they are ready to take risk and that it's a beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. Now, Peter, when we talk about developing courses and certainly in an educational environment like a community college, especially because community colleges are perhaps the most accessible next step of education for people in any community. Um, when we're talking about entrepreneurship, we're talking about startup and model business model canvas and new things like that, how do you uh, fit in or work out the, the more standard elements of education and accreditation and credits and such? I mean, how yeah. do you measure that success and the the authority of any certificates or any completion that they might get? This is um, outside of that, uh -huh. right, which is the whole point. I mean, we do have uh, programs and classes at several community colleges. Kapiolani's got a – and you've visited uh, – mm -hmm the entrepreneurship courses there in the business department and that's the we're glad that they're there but this is the space outside of the of the four credit monday wednesday and friday here's your assignment test on right this is outside of that venue this is about a hands-on i've got an idea and i want to drive it and i need somebody to help me navigate mm -hmm. my idea forward i don't want credit I don't want a degree. I don't want a certificate. I want my idea hmm. to come alive, and I want some. I want to make some money from it. So it is the raw, naked uh, relationship between the individual, the idea, and the marketplace. The shorter line between A and B. That's not to say that the uh, that the four credit courses or some of you know the way we've got the curriculum pitched in in uh, the business uh, department in Copyline and other places is not a valuable and and useful and and. Uh, and well tried and served a way to go, but this is this is the the you know Steve Jobs garage, if you will. Right? <laughs> I like that. I like that. Now I understand better. So George, for example, um, rather than putting a certificate of completion on your resume, you would have the project you complete, the business you launch, perhaps as the feather in your cap if you make it through this program. Yeah, you're you're taking your idea to market. Right, so that's the whole point. Is, is, is what Peter was saying here. So y you don't have a certificate. We m maybe down the line we'll talk about it, but you're. I guess what you're going to get out of this is you're going to be hitting the road and you're going to be making money, hopefully. So this is kind of um, – well, you already said it. I mean it's kind of outside of the, the traditional three credits and it mm -hmm. uh, applies toward your associate degree or whatever, bachelor's degree. This is – kind of extracurricular? So Absolutely. And I think there's a big opportunity to bridge, though, as well, because the most wonderful thing about this opportunity is um, all of the programs and content and the modules and the webcast, everything that we create is open source, mm -hmm. and it can be used by anyone. And we would like to create a matrix at the end that says, you know, if you're into the food space, but you want to know about um, investors, then this is a great module to check out. And any faculty can use that and bring it into the classroom. So we're creating content that can be used not only by the whole system, anyone in the world, um, but I think it brings great value to the system. And I designed six courses for the university system and sustainability. Mm. And the first course was Sustainability 
101 with seven core concepts. And what Capilani College did is take those seven, and any faculty that integrates three into their course has to apply, and then get an S designation. And then students that string together enough S designated courses have a certificate in sustainability. So this content we developed could emerge with some core pieces that if they are integrated into existing curriculum, then a, a student across the whole system could get an entrepreneurship certificate tag yeah. on without this program ever becoming an actual accredited academic program, but it can all fit in. So Ryan's, that's Ryan's that's question great. is a good one because, uh, and Shauna answered it uh, beautifully, we're busy making sure that we're bridging the non-credit, we lots of non-credit activities, Cisco certification, things of that nature, and we've we've got a lot of activity right now. How do we translate non-credit uh, accomplishments into a credit venue? Mm-hmm. That's you know something that we'll want to keep on a horizon, and, and Shauna has experience in doing that in the sustainability. But the real focus here is to let people get next to their idea and get next to the economic realities associated with bringing that idea to fruition. That's really the place we want to play here. Just making something happen quickly. Well, um, you mentioned briefly that there's there is funding on on a on a national level that helps make this event make this program happen. Is this really how is this the approach that that the peer institutions perhaps across the country are doing it or are we um charting our own path here? Well, I mean, everybody gets funding somewhere, right, to do whatever they're doing. Um the TAC grants, the Department of Labor grants that came out of the Obama administration, were really about job creation in many in many ways. And so uh, a lot of strong relationships with business were formed in advanced manufacturing or cybersecurity. So we're, we're not really out of the box that much. I think, uh, you know, creating a, um, a startup uh, uh, arena that's, that's so purely focused on bringing an idea, uh, an invention or a business uh, to market, you know, I, I don't know how unique we are. I, um, mm-hmm. I can't believe we're that unique, but, you know, you never know. <laughs> I think we're pretty unique with, you know, with Shauna and George here. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> now, we got a call. We want to uh, bring uh, Logan from Kailua Kona to the show. Welcome to Bite Marks Cafe. Hey, how's it, guys? Good. Right on, right on. Yeah, um, I just had a kind of a question, comment um, about the entrepreneurial and the job creation and everything you guys are talking about on the show today. Um Basically, I hear a lot of talk about the beginning levels and the educational levels of entrepreneurship on the in the states. What about um, people like myself who have already taken the leap into small business and are su- semi-successful entrepreneurs? Are there grants uh, in place that I could be going after to further my business and keep it successful? And um, the other part of the of the question is basically I'm noticing how many unemployed and EBT type people are on island because I, I I deal with people every day in, in my line of work and um, um, I feel that small businesses in the island are create are, are kind of like mini economies that create jobs and uh, you know I mean obviously there there are mini economies that stimulate the big economy um, is there any incentive packages or any kind of it's available that I should be looking for as, as a semi-successful small business owner in the state. Okay, well, there's question. a yeah, there, that's good. And there's a couple of questions in yes. there. Maybe first, uh, the first one maybe is uh, we'll get uh, Shana to maybe talk a little bit about what you know. What would the opportunity be for somebody that's already in 
a small business uh, to perhaps take advantage of the program that you're putting together? I think they would be have an incredible experience because I think wherever you are, we're going to take you to the next level. So even if you have a basic understanding or you're having some success, how can we expand that success? Where do you want to go next? I mean, if you are happy where you are and have no need to go anywhere, then no need to come. But if you want to grow or you want to expand or see what else you could do or take the skills you just learned and, ex- and have a new product or a new market, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. this would be a great opportunity to do that. I just want to add something here. And so um, what's important also is uh, understanding the, the network. When you, what we're trying to do is bring the network as well to the students. And it's also open to the faculty and staff. So uh, not only will you be able to take your, your idea to the next step, however, you'll be able to understand <clears throat> what's beyond that. Mm-hmm. You know, where do I want to go? Am I looking for funding? So is, is Logan looking for funding? Maybe there is an, an accelerator out there that's appropriate for him. Or maybe there's uh, PACE at UH. Mm-hmm. You know, there, it's, it's understanding the lay of the land. Um, so hopefully that's going to maybe under, answer and, your question. And, and Peter, I mean, do you, do you have any, uh, I think toward, toward the question about if you're already established and you want to look for opportunity that might uh, get you to further your business, perhaps enrolling in the community college isn't the path to take. But are there other programs that could help enhance this sort of workforce development? Well, I think that uh, both George and Shauna already put their finger on it. I mean, uh, what they've talked about is, the, you know, George mentioned the network, and, mm-hmm. and that's the other piece. That we're not talking about starting at the bottom with this entrepreneurial uh, program. Uh, I think as Shauna addressed, it's, it's meeting the entrepreneur where she is today. Now, that may be they've got something underway, but they need – uh, more investment. Now, we're not there yet. You know, we're launching our first uh, cohort uh, this summer, uh, limited uh, enrollment, et cetera. But the idea would be to have a variety of folks that have either an idea in their head and they don't know where to find, a, you know, uh, somebody who can bend aluminum, for God's sakes, to make mm-hmm. a prototype. Everywhere from that to somebody who's got something that's launched, but it's, you know, it needs a little bit of investment. We've watched Shark Tank Right. Uh, it, it plenty of people have got something up and running. They need an infusion of one hundred thousand dollars. You know, down the road, we want to have that set of inv- investors uh, uh, able to weigh in on on what people have developed and and where they think they want to go. Uh, that's an evolution or two uh, in layers from where we are today. But we've. That's fully where we intend to go. Well, I mean, certainly participation in the program will give you a lot of specific hands-on coaching and guidance, and I think that's certainly valuable. But perhaps to help the broader community and and a question like that, I'll ask you, George. I mean, certainly there's no standardized textbook for this sort of thing, and textbooks would be out of date before you even got them published. So (laughs) what are some of the very specific tools or philosophies or methodologies that you know are already in the curriculum that you're going to be presenting to participants in this program? Yeah, I mean, Alshana can also answer this too as well. But uh, if the listeners were listening to to Luke earlier today, Um, he was touching on some of those those subject matters, and so again, we're bringing in the people who are spe- who are a specialty in their items um, in their subject matter. For example, investors, right? How to approach an investor, or how to create your elevator pitch. So, really understanding the ins and outs of your business, how to create a financial statement, your profit and loss statements, um, how to, as Shana was saying before, how to actually make your business legal in the eye of the government. So, make it uh, you know, file for GE. Um, Shani, want to help me out here? What else were we going to have? Well, uh, can I just add? Uh, you may. 
not only how to approach an investor, but where do I find one, right? I mean, <laughs> right. you mentioned that network. That notion of a network is yeah. huge. Yeah. It's 360, and it's multifaceted. Mm-hmm. And the more uh, we have people like George and Shauna offering the, the portal or the gateway to not only how do I approach an investor, how do I do a business plan, but who are these folks, mm-hmm. and how do we engage with them in a, as part of the entrepreneurial center that we're setting up. So that's Susan Yamada does that with Pace. Uh, there's other venues that we're doing. You know, the Energy Accelerator, uh, Jill Sims and Don uh, Lippert are up to that same mm-hmm. thing. And everybody's coming at this from a different perspective. We're just plugging into the 30,000 students and the 2,000 faculty and staff at the community colleges and saying, we know that there's great ideas and great desire and great innovation and, and invention in, in that pool. And they're going to go find it. Now, there's uh, a, an email coming out, I guess, in about a week or so. Uh, you, you got a you got a name for this program, I and mean, what's the what's the whole idea? How you how you couching you this whole it? concept? What's your pitch? Great yeah, what, question, Bert. That's where you here. guys come in. We're, we're we're calling it out to the listeners of of Bite Marks Cafe. <laughs> that we would love for anyone to um, – you guys have a Twitter handle we're going to use for if anyone has an idea for the name of the program. We've been going with, uh, you know, UHCC Entrepreneurship Program or Entrepreneurship Portal so far, but we know we have to come up with a sexy name. Catchy. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so so what uh, – um, they can they can hashtag it Bite Marks Cafe yep. and, and maybe uh, yep. collect send, all send of us your, your uh, name ideas and concepts and George and Shauna will yeah. take a look at them. and We want some good ones, guys. Yeah. We want some good ones. So this will – so the name is basically for your program, right? Right now, like you said, you're calling it UHCC Entrepreneurship Program, but yeah. it's got to be something a no, little more funky. It's got to be sexier. It's got to be sexier than that. We know that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, but the call is going to be: you have an idea, or you have a business, and you want to take it to the next level. And also, we heard from a professor um, on a Hawaii College campus that he always says to his students: Do you you have two choices? Do you want to work for someone else, or do you want to work for yourself? Mm-hmm. So we'll definitely be putting those types of framing and say what you know. And I want to get involved in the cohort pretty soon. I've got an invention, which I'm not going to give away on on, uh, on, air on radio. Oh, no. uh, okay. But it's, uh, you know, it's about surfing. It's about how to tote large surfboards down to the water, even if you're five foot. And uh, I need help, right? And so this is exactly where I'm living uh, with that kind of an idea. So I know the frustrations of that bent tube, that bent aluminum uh-huh. tuber. I need one of those people. Plus, I need an investor, and I need this and that and the other thing. So I'm thinking about my own project in terms of what's available to me to get this idea that I know is hot to uh, market. Designer, right? 3D CAD designer, manufacturer. All yeah. all, and, we're, and we're not going to obviously just spoon feed him the answers in the <laughs> curriculum, but we're going to teach people how to find those answers mm-hmm. for themselves and then how to frame it and really engage people in supporting them. Yeah, he also has to apply. Right. Yeah. Well, in the last couple of seconds. <laughs> it's a tough uh, board, a tough review process. Where, where can people find out more information or where can they email, I guess, to, to get more information? We picked George's email because okay. it's a little bit easier than mine, but just a little bit. <laughs> so George dot yarbro at impacthub.net okay so well we'll put that we'll put that up on there the you go yeah, yeah, that's not very easy, easy. Is it's it? a little bit easier than shauna trevena yeah <laughs> and then uh, you know send us send in those names for the program you can send it you know through twitter and of course hashtag uh, bite mars cafe well shauna trevena and george yarbro are the co-founders of impact hub honolulu and of course peter quigley is the UH Community College's Associate Vice President of uh, Academic Affairs. And we want to thank you all for joining us today. Thank, thank you. you. All right. Thanks for having Brian. us on. And thank you for listening to Bite Marks Cafe. Join us next week when we'll talk about the Department of Land and Natural Resources Coral Nursery. And, of course, if you miss any part of this edition, you can find the podcast of tonight's show on bitemarkscafe.org. 
And if you have any comments or suggestions, you can email us at feedback at bitemarks.org. And of course, you can find us on Twitter. I'm at Bitemarks. And you can follow me at Hawaii. Our engineer is David Chong, and our executive producer is Beth Ann Kozlovich. And we leave you with our song pick of the week here's Sunflower Bean and a song called Easier Said. See you next week on another edition of Bite Marks Cafe.